Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome to a show that is going to be spontaneity, spontaneity, and we have three guests that we literally met in the last week or so when we were at events in California. So my first guest, he's actually having his very first appearance on a radio show, and I think he's uh, underneath a car right now changing some of the brakes and fuel injectors. So Alex, uh, get ready because you're going to be on in a second. So Alexander Clark Freeman is 20 years old. He's going to be 21 really soon, and I met him. He was an intern at an event called City Gala, and he was kind enough to drive me around, and I learned about his business and his brand and what he's up to in life, and I was so impressed. I want to give him a five-minute spot on Amplified and just uh, show show how the young entrepreneur thinks and how we can all support him because he's got a really great idea right now. So, Alex, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right. Now, what I want you to do first is just tell the world about who you are and why you are doing what you're doing. All right. Um, I am 20 years old. I am an aspiring entrepreneur, and I started a brand about three months ago called Fight or Flight Supply Co. And what it is is a brand that supports social issues and things, things in life that everybody struggles with, and it's all about things worth fighting for. And it's just a, a way for people, and especially young people who don't get involved when they should, um, and it's, it's, it's to give back. It's anything from suicide prevention to sex trafficking to um, anything like that, Any, all the social issues. And it's, it's just a way for them to give back. Okay, so I, I get the, the surface why, but what's, what's the why for you? What, did, what happened? Did something happen in your life that caused you to want to do something like this? One thing that I definitely struggled with, and this is actually somewhat recent within the last six months, is that I struggled with purpose. And I found that the, the ultimate fulfillment that I've ever had in my life is focusing on others. And um, I am very business-oriented, and I want to I be successful, and I want to accomplish things. But starting my own brand, I decided to make sure that there's something that really counts and, you know, to actually make a difference. And that's why I decided to, um, to combine my passions together. Okay, but why those particular topics? Because those are pretty uh, – I don't always hear people say suicide prevention and uh... – and sex trafficking. I mean, for your age, did you did you meet somebody, or is there someone in your life that is struggling? Did you ever struggle? When when I did struggle with um, purpose personally, I I did actually get involved in cutting, and it was it was horrible. It was just that negative thinking, and you know, I had I had plenty of people around that could support me, but I don't know. It was just I, I went through it alone, but I got out of it. You know, I I definitely my my parents. And uh, Rachel, that's my mentor, the lady who the co-producer for the event that I met you, thank God, through. A lot of people did help me through it, and, and I, I genuinely do want to give back because of something like that. Well, I think um, the best reason I can tell you are on this show is because I know uh, at the age of middle school, high school, and college, you're, you're very vulnerable, and who's in your life uh, technically uh, affects how you actually 
behave in life. And sometimes we make really bad choices because we're just with the wrong people. And Rachel, since I've met her and I've known her for about a year, I'll tell you, you couldn't pick a better mentor. And I'm so thankful to her that she's uh, put us together. And I look forward to what we can create with your shirt brand. So what's next for you? I am currently in the works to team up with an organization. Um, I can't talk about it too much because it's not concrete, but the goal is to run campaigns on these different social issues and to raise money. And again, I definitely feel like awareness is overrated. And I, I see millennials and I see people my age, teenagers through young adults. There's a lot of disconnect on actually making a difference and feeling like we've done our part. So teaming up with people that are actually going out there and doing something, that's the kind of people that I want to support. And I want people my age to, to join me on that and join that movement. Okay, why fight or flight? What, what, the, what does that brand mean? Okay, so in, in both nature and um, in just human life, the fight or flight response is huge. And it's in that moment of, um, it's the survival instinct. It's that moment of the, the feeling of threat or even a speech teacher at my college had talked about when you go up and present something, you will have that fight or flight response where you're either going to overcome the situation even though you're scared or you're going to back down. You're going to not show up. You're going to walk away and you're going to avoid it. But these things that everybody is aware of already, I want people to fight back. And, and, it's, and it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's in life. I agree. And uh, at your age, to recognize that and to really embrace the fact that you have a choice when you go into a fearful situation is bravo to you. I, I know you have a, a photographer that is very dedicated and you want to give a shout out to him. So by all means, do so. Yes, sir. Um, my buddy Sterling Grinnell, he has helped me tremendously. And I love, he's the only like-minded person that I have right now in my life that's 22 years old. I'm 20. And uh, we're both out here and we want to make a difference. And we're working our butts off trying to, trying to do what we can. And I appreciate him so much, definitely. All right. Well, you had a stellar week last week because I was there. I heard uh, your phone just popping with orders for shirts. So how can people get uh, a look at your shirts? How can people follow you and connect with you? Okay. On Instagram, it is ffsupplyco. And then my website is also ffsupplyco.com. And just recently, within the past three months, and we are definitely working on it now, is the Facebook page, uh, Fight or Flight Supply Co. I'll tell you what, since I believe in you so much, Alex, make me an admin. Uh, I want to be on your team to help build the Facebook page. We'll share it, and we'll put links to the offers that you're doing. I'm, I'm really proud of you, Alex. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Ken. So you get back to chapel, stop fixing that car, stop doing the Good Samaritan thing of fixing someone's car, and get into chapel <laughs> and, and get back to class. I'm so proud of you. I look forward to talking to you later, all right? Thank you so much, sir. Have a good right. day. Bye. All right. So uh, we typically at this time give a marketing tip, but I'll tell you, this show is so full with talent. I want to go right to our next guest. Marina Katab is a social entrepreneur and eco-musician a citizen activist, and a zero-waste vegan influencer from Worcester, Massachusetts. She's an East Coast gal, and she is awesome. She was uh, at Traffic and Conversion, so I met Alex at City Gala. I met Marina at uh, Traffic and Conversion. She was so loving, supportive at our booth, and she's such a stand for actually making the world better, and she recently got some amazing news that she's representing some international companies to find out where the best vegan spots are so you can live a better life. So without further ado, Marina, welcome to Amplified. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here. Well, how about that? You got you are going to be friends with two people that I met on a trip where there was five events in nine days. So I, I encourage you to reach out to Alex. I think he's a he's a good guy for you to share your message with, and you guys possibly work together. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> did, did anything in his message relate to you, like the fact that you had to overcome something? Uh, any fear ever happened in your life that you had to make a choice? Absolutely. Yeah, I was totally resonating with what he was saying. Um, I actually remembered it took me back to one moment when I was in fifth grade and we had this school project to write a speech and we could essentially pick any topic in the world. And of course, I've always been very passionate about activism, especially environmental activism and saving the planet. So I wrote my speech about saving the planet. And after class, my professor came to me and he was like, you know, you're too ambitious. You can't save the world. And I remember just looking up at him and kind of laughing it off, but I walked away feeling like I wanted to cry um, because obviously you care a lot about what your teachers say to you and you, at that age, you're very impressionable and you care a lot about what others say. Um, and so I felt very disempowered in that moment. So that's why Eco Goddess, my lifestyle brand is all about actually empowering others to believe in themselves and to really be the change that they wish to see in the world. Uh, and that's a Gandhi quote, it, uh, surmised in some way. Yes. So you are, you are known as the eco-goddess, and I thought that was such a cool brand name. And we, of course, have the CEO, Babe, coming up next. And I, you gave me such a, a really full bio. I didn't want to just read for 30 minutes or so and then not have any time to talk to you. So I, I just wanted to, first of all, acknowledge that you are a spiritual force. When uh, Karen Solomon introduced us, she told me you were her favorite person in the world and that she was mentoring you. So first of wow. all, share your age and share uh, what actually caused you to become the eco-goddess. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm 23 and graduated college last year, um, semester early. And um, it's an interesting question, what caused me to, to become an eco-goddess? I guess I can start with um, how I got to that name, how I discovered it. Um, so I had been building my social media following for quite some time. Um, what really kind of skyrocketed my following was when I moved from the East Coast, Boston, to California. I just I had this dream of being on the West Coast and being in a place in the world where e- easily I could find vegan food. Um, and I could also connect with a lot of like-minded individuals. I found that after working for Dr. Bronner's the the summer before I interned there as a marketing intern, and I just fell in love with Southern California. So anyways, I, I traveled cross-country, completely zero waste and vegan, and I vlogged the entire experience, and my social media following just started to go up by thousands. And I I realized actually how big of an impact I could have on social media. Um, And so after like kind of the prod of a lot of my friends saying, hey, like make a Facebook page um, in addition to your Instagram page. I was like, okay. So um, I went to go put in my username as Marina Kuta, but then I realized, wait, I guess my personal page has that, so I can't use that. So I just sat there for a few seconds and I was like, well, what am I? What do I do? And I was like, well, I'm an earth guardian, an eco-goddess. So I checked to see if eco-goddess was available and it was. And my mouth just dropped. Um, (laughs) And that kind of just gave me a gust of inspiration, like anything was possible. And the name eco-goddess really, it empowered me to believe in myself. It was like... 
I knew I was an activist. I knew I was a woman, a person of color, divine feminine energy. And suddenly all of my insecurities didn't really matter. And so that name eco goddess really made me feel connected to my higher self. And, um, a lot of what I like to do with eco goddess is, is to empower other women to feel the same, to really embody that goddess persona. Um, and so my my inspiration for really becoming an activist um, started when I was a kid and I traveled to Pakistan with my family. And there I, I saw environmental pollution like I'd never seen it before. You know, we, we kind of live in glamorized community, or at least some of us, in America. Um, and there it was like trash was just this inescapable disease. And I started to think about trash and consumer habits more. Um, but the pivotal moment was actually when I was blowing my nose in a tissue one night and out came Blackfoot and I didn't know what it was. Um, went over to my mom and I was like, what is this? And she was like, oh, it's the air pollution. And it was like that light bulb moment where I was like, oh my God, our actions impact the planet so much. It was like in that moment where I say I, I turned from being like an earth lover to an earth guardian. <laughs> And, and that's powerful. People that travel get to see how much we have to be grateful for, but more importantly, the problems that we have in the world that we can actually be a part of fixing. And I Absolutely. wanted to, uh, I want to address that. You know, picking the right brand. I mean, you got Jessica's coming up, Yarborough with CEO Babe, and that that brand name is a name that you want to check out more. You want to see what is that about? And so, Eco Goddess, same thing. How many people are following you? Tell tell us about your social media movement. Of course, yeah. So my social media movement has has been building quite a lot over the past few months. I'm I'm now over uh, eighteen thousand followers. I created a YouTube channel more recently. My Instagram is a little bit older, um, and I kind of started actually with promoting the vegan message mostly, connecting with vegans online, sharing recipes, um, sharing other people's recipes, and just talking about how good I felt on the diet. It was, it was, um, it was, and I wasn't used to actually feeling so amazing with my body. I grew up having really intense stomach pains, um, sometimes even hospitalized for them. And it was actually mostly majority due to gluten, <laughs> um, which now I know a lot of people actually have the same allergy. Um, but I did eat meat. I grew up eating meat. And um, I, after seeing a few different documentaries and kind of studying how I could eat in a what? way that was compassion-oriented. Marina, what are those documentaries? Go ahead and share them. Um, so What the Health, love it and would highly recommend it. Uh, Food Inc. is another good one. Cowspiracy oh, is another really good one. Um, would you mind, would you mind yeah, putting those I, links on our page when we uh, post the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Documentaries have played such an important role, actually, in my activism journey, um, just because I'm such a huge visual learner. And so actually seeing it and seeing the impact of how it can uh, affect animals. Oh, and another one I just remembered is earthlings. Really, really startling. Um, talking about the animal cruelty side. Um, and so, yeah, I started on my social media with that. And then I found Lauren Singer. Um, she's a social entrepreneur in New York. 
um, we actually became friends um, via a few mutual friends, but she lived zero waste, and at the time, I believe she had two and a half years of trash in a single mason jar, and I just thought that was so crazy. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom. I was like, wow, like, I'm an activist and an earth guardian, and I create a lot of waste. Um, well, let's stop and, and talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So zero waste. So that's a concept most people don't really can't get their head around. So before you tell about the zero waste so that people can actually follow you, share what your Instagram or the place you want people to actually learn about the ego goddess. I hope you include Facebook too. And then I want you to go deep into what does it mean? How do you actually become a zero waste um, citizen? Absolutely. So zero waste, for those who don't entirely know about the concept, it essentially means um, a lifestyle where you send nothing to landfill. So I mean no trash. <laughs> and I don't own a trash in my home. Um, and the, the How does one do that? Your quote-unquote waste um, is either sent to, to recycling or compost. Um and, and how you do that is a, a lot of different lifestyle choices. Um, I always go back to the two-step method. for That's what I tell my audience. The first step is to evaluate. I tell people to look in the mirror. Um, and that essentially means looking in your pantry, in your car, in your closet. Where are you creating waste? For me, I realized the main ways I was creating waste was through food packaging. So things like chips even pasta um, and things like that. Um, And then also I was creating a lot of waste with cosmetics and products. Um, And so once I was able to see that, the evaluate process, I could move on to step two, which was to make the move. And so I started shopping in bulk. I would bring my own containers, my own reusable bags, and I would just enjoy the bulk sections of stores like Whole Foods or Jimbo's. Um, If you're here locally in San Diego, I would highly recommend OB People's Market. They have a great bulk section. Um, And so I just started making everything myself, Um, sauces, foods, dips. And I realized that I actually felt a lot healthier because I wasn't eating processed packaged food. Um, And I I mentioned personal care products. That was a really tough one because I had no idea what to do. Um, How was I going to, you know, use mascara? Because I I do like wearing makeup. How was I going to wear it but not create waste? Um, and the answer was actually making it myself. <laughs> so really? now all of the makeup that it? I wear, I've made. Um, so what I use, my secret recipe is um, charcoal, a little bit of charcoal, a little bit of vitamin E oil, and a little bit of bentonite clay. And the charcoal, <laughs> where do you get this stuff? So bentonite clay I can find in bulk at OB People's Market, and vitamin E I can find in a recyclable glass glass container, um, and then the charcoal pills, same thing, I can find in bulk at, at my bulk store, OB People's Market. All right, so, so again, someone that, just live, someone that, that doesn't live in your area, Marina, how, how do they buy it? Do they, can they go to Amazon and buy something like that? Yeah, so if they don't have it in their area, that's an important thing that I always like to remind people of with the zero waste movement is that it's really not about being perfect. It's it's about making progress. It's about those little lifestyle changes and really doing what's accessible to you in your area. So if you don't have bulk options, 
I would say go for the product that has the most eco-friendly packaging, meaning it can be recycled or it can be reused if it's in glass. Okay. And uh, are you making a book out of all this amazing content you're doing? <laughs> I'm making a new ebook right now, actually, about makeup because I get asked all the time, um, just like you asked, you know, how do you make mascara? Um, and so right now, that's my that's my new ebook that's coming out. Um, but I have made an ebook actually all about travel, um, really inspired by my trip as a kid going to Pakistan. Um, and as activists, especially environmental activists, we get criticized for traveling. And, um, you know, it's not the most green endeavor. There's a lot of fossil fuels that go into the process of traveling. And so I did a lot of research for months on how really to offset that travel experience just because of how important I think it is for all of us really to experience the world and to connect with others. And so I wrote a book of my top tips. It's called Zero Waste Vegan Travel, um, top tips for traveling in the most eco-friendly way you can. So even though you're doing an ebook, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but I'm, I'm a big believer in printing a book. And obviously, you can print it with recycled paper. But the point is, when people that are used to holding books and reading books, that is uh, still the best way to get your message out, in my opinion. So I, I encourage you to consider, even though there's a, more of a, a, a waste in that, that you actually have your message cause people Absolutely. to do the things you want them to cause. So let's let's yeah, not do it. Yeah, I resonate book. with that. I do. <laughs> okay. Good, especially if you have recipes and you have all these tips in there that are going to knock their uh, the the amount of pollution they're making in the world fifty percent or more. So it's it's worth it. So what's Absolutely. next for you? So what's next for me? I'm finishing up my San Diego Vegan Food Guide in collaboration with a company in Singapore, A Billion Veg. I'm really excited about that. And um, actually what I'm most excited about right now is my first ever product launch, um, a zero waste kit. Um, And this is going to help people. I, I call it help them embody a zero waste badass and really take on the world with the tools that they need to um, to really not create that waste every single day. Um, and I thought about what I use every day as a zero-waste lifestylist that helped me avoid waste. And um, they were really simple utensils, like uten- um, bamboo utensils, like cutlery, a reusable straw, some reusable bags if I'm going to shop in bulk, and like a tea strainer. And then, of course, a to-go container. If I'm going to get coffee or even food, I can use that. Um, and so that's what I'm actually putting together now. I'm working from with different suppliers, um, and I'm sourcing everything eco-friendly and sustainably so that I can put that together um, for, say, someone who perhaps is in, in Singapore and they don't have the tools that they need, but they can order this and the packaging and even tape everything. Um, the whole process is going to be zero waste as well so they can recycle it fully um, once they get their kit in the mail. Well, this is certainly an earth-changing topic, and I want people to be able to follow you and get all this great content beyond the show. So how can people follow you on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else? Yes. So Instagram, everything else, you can find me, Eco Goddess. Um, Instagram is the only platform that I have, actually, my at Marina Kutab, my name. Um, but even if you type in Eco Goddess, you'll be able to find me. Um, but YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Eco Goddess. 
Okay, so to kind of wrap up so our audience gets a lot of value and can actually take some action, what it's still the beginning of the year. We're, we're in March. We've got nine more months to really make a shift in how we are better people and better uh, contributors to the world. What would be three to five things that people could take on that are pretty easy to adjust and create new habits? Absolutely. I love that question. I call it um, a plastic-free resolution. So the first one that I want to challenge everyone to do is to say no to straws. Um, Americans every day create 500 million straws waste, and that's like filling 125 school buses to the brim every single day with straws. And it sounds like, you know, just one straw is not a lot, but it actually makes such a big difference. So I would say bring a reusable straw if you really like straws or just go without one. That's the first tip that I'd like to give people. Um, the second tip is there is there another kind of straw people. you can use besides plastic? Absolutely. Is there, I mean, um, so I use a bamboo straw, um, but you can also find glass or metal metal okay. reusable straws. I like the feeling of the the, the wood feel. Um, yeah, so that's what I use right now. Um, the second tip is to go meatless Monday, um, just to go meatless one day a week. Um, and I, I like to, to give people the statistic. Do you know, Ken, how many gallons of water it takes to make one hamburger? I am going to guess 50. Okay, it takes actually 600 to 800 gallons of water, and that's because of all of the energy and water that goes actually into making it for the cow, whereas making vegetables, it's like 20 to 50 gallons. So I meant to say 50 for the vegetables. I thought you were saying vegetables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. Money with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm up that one bad. So I was a little off with 600. Okay, and so what else? Yeah, yeah, and so it's crazy actually how much energy can go into it, and it turns out it's actually really good for our health if we eat the rainbow. I call it eating fruits and vegetables, filling your body with all the colors from nature. And so I would say go meatless on Monday. Oh, I got one for you. I got one for you. Can I throw one in since you gave me a, a quiz yes, so that it was really hard? How about tofu Tuesday? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Tofu Tuesday or Tempeh Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the third one is to um, incorporate zero waste by trying to shop in bulk. If you have bulk near you, really challenge yourself to begin um, shopping in a more eco-friendly and conscious manner. I know packaging is so ubiquitous and it's everywhere, um, but if we really start to kind of think outside of the box and look at our products, and I, I do this sometimes, even sometimes if I'm in a super rush and I'll buy almond butter, I'll have to put that plastic seal in my waste jar. I have a waste jar now of one year, um, but I'll have to put that in there and I'll look at the almond butter and I'll say to it, like, how can I buy you more eco-friendly? Well, I guess I could go to the section in the store where I can pour it myself and bring my own container. And so I'd like people to start thinking about that, of how we can rethink packaging, how we can, you know, vote with our dollar to to supporting um, industries that don't pollute our environment and that don't use plastic in, in really unsustainable ways. Okay, so three super quick questions. The first one yeah. is, uh, what book would someone read that would change their life? What would you recommend? Oh, I love that. I would say Garbology. 
Garbology is a really interesting one. It's about waste, and it kind of pulls in um, the political and economic scheme as well of things. It pulls everything together and how corporate culture is is really okay. influencing us. Cool. And, and then, in uh, lots of most you, favorable manner. Who would you like? Who would you like to give a shout out to? Who's changed your life? Hmm, that's hard. Um, I would say. Dr. Bronner's, I'm a little bit biased because I worked there, but it's, it's a tie between Mike Bronner, the president of the company, and David Bronner, the CEO. Um, okay. their, their, um, working for them was just the experience of a lifetime actually being with a forward-thinking company who cares a lot about um, social activism and pulling in, um, you know, the environmental aspect. They they care an awful lot about the environment, and they, they donate a lot of money to, to different charity groups, and they overall, as a company, their corporate culture, too, is very unique. And so I would say they've influenced my life and showed me what's possible, that not all corporate are some, you know, some evil force. Yet you can really use that um, that as leverage to do good in the world. Super. And do you have a quote you live by? I do. I do. Um, and it is every individual matters. Every individual has a play to role, have a role to play. Excuse me. And every individual individual makes a difference. That's by Jane Goodall. I love that because oftentimes we, we feel so small, like we can't make a difference, but um, we can't begin to make a difference in the world if, if we don't start start with ourselves. All right. And we have Karen Solomon to thank for the amazing introduction and our life's changing. Yes. And of course, you even meeting the it's people that are going to be on the show. So we're going to go on break and we'll be back in a couple minutes to hear about CEO Babe and what she's doing in the world. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else? Like a personal life, family, fun. Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to Amplified. What a cool first segment. We had a, a guy who had his very first shot at radio today, Alex Freeman with Fight or Flight. And then we had the eco goddess, Marina Katab. And they're both really young. They're in their 20s. And we have our next guest who is not exactly in her 20s, but she is tearing up as the creator of CEO Babe brand. She is a successful marketing strategist and a leading business consultant for female entrepreneurs. Jessica helps women leverage their unique gifts to create high-end coaching programs, masterminds, and retreats. Her adventures have taken her from burnout in the startup world to spending several years backpacking the world solo to becoming a single mama with no money and finally to build a successful six-figure consultant business. Today, she resides in San Diego where her three-year-old daughter, Dazia, I think that's how I say it, is uh, part of her life and her most important part of her life. And what's so cool about this show is that about a week ago, this show didn't exist. In fact, I would even say Friday, the show was created because we had uh, a little hiccup in our scheduling. And so I looked at the people I met in California, and these three people just stood out so much. I was like, what if I could put three people I just met on a show? And what's even crazier is that had I Connected with Dino Klein the day before, I wouldn't have met Jessica Yarborough. So it's really cool when you're really open to creating something really magical in life that things happen. So without further ado, I want to bring Jessica on. Jessica, CEO, babe, how are you doing? Hi, Ken. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I am fabulous. So we heard from our first two guests. I actually didn't know Marina was so young. So what's your reaction to the first two guests? Um, I think it's amazing. I love that Alex is doing something to really combat suicide, which seems so prevalent, in, especially on social media right now. And I love that Marina's, you know, leading a, a vegan movement. She's also so young and, um, and that she has already done so much and is really working to transform the way that we consume. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and have 18,000 followers and have an international company hiring you to go and check out vegan spots. I mean, that's pretty awesome. So what were you like when you were yeah. that age? <laughs> um, in my 20s, I was very ambitious. I had a consulting company um, and was making my way in college, working full time, owning my own business, um, studying abroad in Spain. So I was equally ambitious, but without the social media component as that didn't <laughs> really, really wasn't a thing. You know, we had MySpace and uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, consulting is an interesting career choice. I mean, coaching, consulting, you have to really stay abreast of what's happening, what's coming next and warn your clients so they can be at the top of their game. But sometimes you're actually making them super successful and you're only charging them a pittance of what you're actually creating for them. What, what causes so many people to sabotage their success? Um, I think it's, it's a lot of things. First, just really devaluing the gifts that come naturally to us. You know, when you're really good at something and it's second nature, you assume that everybody else is just as good at it. 
So you're like, why, why would I charge anything? I can do that in two minutes. Well, it could take them three hours and someone else might charge them $500 and you do it for 20 bucks. So devaluing the unique gifts because you assume that everyone else can. Um, another thing I've really found with women is a lower sense of self-worth, like just willing to accept a lower rate, feeling like they're not good enough or worthy or know enough to charge um, more money. And I, I, don't, I don't see it as much in men. And it's just like men are more likely to ask for a raise at a job. And so women just kind of accepting and staying in that, that place of, you know, not charging as much, not really owning their gifts seems to be a common theme among most amazing women that I meet, which is pretty unbelievable to me. But well, I was there too, so. That's what I was going <laughs> to just segue to. It. I was going to segue to, why don't you briefly tell your story about why this is so important, what you're doing, the work you're doing. Yeah, you know, I um, thanks, Ken. I always felt like I undervalued what I did. And even when at my company, when I asked for a raise, I had to really fight for it. And I did get it both times <laughs> at my only job that I've had in, like, the past um, 15 years, really, which was at my startup company. Other than that, I've been self-employed. And even so, I was, I was not charging enough. And I think the big breakthrough moment for me was I was working with a client who uh, was supposed to just be a very short-term project and ended up being, you know, like a year project. So I took it for a really low rate. So I was pregnant with my daughter, stepped out of the consulting world uh, for four years to go travel and find myself and love myself and <laughs> teach yoga. Um, but then I found myself pregnant and I was like, let me just take whatever work I can get. So I lowballed myself and I ended up staying with keeping that client for a year. Well, after about, I'd say, seven months, eight months, she hired a coach who came in and just gave her one simple strategy, and she paid him $3,000. Wow. And I was like, I know. I, I was furious, and not really at her, but at myself, because I was allowing that, you know. I was allowing, you know, someone to hire me and to devalue what I, the, the, what I was bringing to the table, and then someone else who owns their worth comes in and, and charges a high, high-end amount. So that was a big shift for me. It was like, why am I doing this? And I looked around and I saw other coaches and consultants that were younger than me that had six-figure businesses. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been doing this for 15 years or however long it was at the time. I, this is crazy. You know, like I've built multiple startup companies. Why am I not? Seeing my own values, so that was the shift for me, and and after that, you know, everything changed. I had my first five thousand dollar sale, ten thousand dollar sale, twenty thousand dollar month, um, but it was definitely a, a challenging process. Like I would say, it, 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 um, equate it to like the caterpillar to butterfly transformation was painful. <laughs> I, I would assume so, and you're bringing up really a huge point, several huge points in this. One is that what we create in our life, we actually are owning that. We're responsible for it. So if we are creating uh, scarcity, we actually own the fact that we are devaluing ourselves so much. And sometimes we blame other people, but a, a coach like yourself and a consultant like yourself is pointing out where you're not really seeing your strengths and capitalizing on those strengths and creating them as superpowers that have super value. And there are people that charge 
you know, 10,000 or more a day. And it's because they look at a company, they go, if you just change this in your company, you'll double, triple or whatever. And next thing happens is that is exactly that. And they're worth their weight in gold. So it's not yeah. how much time you're putting into it. It's, it's what knowledge you have that actually causes an ROI and causes impact in the world. Yeah, totally. So your child, um, we, we had a fun time playing phone tag. And that's a cool thing because persistence is everything. Had we given up on the fact that we weren't going to continue calling each other, the radio show doesn't happen, all the things that happen after this radio show don't happen. So uh, your child, your daughter, tell, tell us how that not only changed your life, but how it really caused you to be the CEO, babe. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I had gotten burnt out in the corporate world and taken this whole spiritual journey of traveling and backpacking the world. And it was a beautiful thing because um, it made me who I am today. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I had a real aha moment. I mean, at the time I was, I was broke. I was making enough money to cover my cost of living and that's about it. And I knew that the father was not going to be present or support in any way. And it was one of the most difficult periods in my life because I had to move back in with my parents and go on food stamps to supplement my income. And all I really wanted was to, you know, be free and self-sufficient. And it was in those moments of being pregnant that I realized, let me go back to what, what are my gifts? My gifts mm-hmm. are strategy. My gifts are consulting. I've always had um, a gift for it. And so I started, like I said, taking whatever work I could get. And this particular woman was the first person that, um, that I contracted with. But it was, it was my daughter who really sparked this desire to step back into my gifts and to play at that bigger level and to own them. And, you know, when she came, it was like all about how can I provide the best life for her? And then when this started to happen, it inspired me to say, wait a minute. I know all these amazing women who are struggling. Let me, let me save them time, money, frustration, a lot of headache, and get them to the results the fastest. Because I know I can. I've been there. I've done it. And they can, too. So from that, CEO Babe was born. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool. I, on so many levels, first of all, that you were humble enough to understand that going back to your parents was actually a reflective time. You had actually two reflective times. One was your world travel. Where'd you go? Um, I, I moved to Thailand. I moved to Bali and Costa Rica. And then I traveled around, backpacked through Central America, backpacked all over Asia. But I spent the most time living in those three countries. Well, Bali, how does, Indonesia. <laughs> how, and how does traveling uh, impact how you do business now and help clients? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like just bringing a different level of understanding and compassion to the world we live in, attracting a different kind of person. Like I really resonated with what Marina said when she talked about blowing her nose with the black coming out. Cause that's just, that's Asia for sure. Um, putting my foot down and saying, I'm only going to work with a certain kind of person, people who are making an impact and doing good in the world versus people who just want to make a buck and mm-hmm. whose values don't align with mine. Definitely traveling uh, inspired all of that. You know, something even beyond that, though, Jessica, is actually being a stand for people that aren't a stand for themselves. That's like 
It's, yeah. it's, it's pulling someone that doesn't even want to go and make that difference. So uh, I applaud you for actually making a distinction because when you're working with people that actually want to make a difference, you're facilitating their success and they're really open and willing to play and be in action. So that, that's a real huge totally. difference. Okay, so um, I know your daughter can't hear this program right now, but she's going to hear it when she's a little older. I want to give you an opportunity. I usually give this at the end of the show, but I want to give you an opportunity to talk to her and tell her what your message is to her to be who she's going to be, the new CEO, babe. Yeah, I would say, Deja, um, I started this to inspire you to know that no matter what it is you desire, that you can achieve it, that you don't have to follow the traditional route. If you want to go to college, I'll support you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, I'll support you as well. To know that there is no one way to getting to your goals and that the answers lie within, but know that whatever you desire to create is possible, and uh, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that if it's something you desire. That's awesome. Now, you have some programs that you have available, and I want people to be able to follow you. How can people learn about who you are and follow you and actually get that juice that you're, you're able to give them? Um, go to CEObabe.com or join my Facebook group. CEO Babe. That's quick. And how about the book you're doing? Talk about that. Yes, I am writing a book, uh, which I first met you and started talking about immediately. And we're still working with the title, right, Ken? <laughs> we are. And you know what? The title's everything because you're proof in it with yes, CEO Babe. Something to the effect of CEO Babe, turn your superpowers into super abundance. Something like that. Yeah, you know what? That title, I think, is actually awesome because it says it all. It says what you're committed to, what you're creating, and how you're going to do it to some degree, right? Totally. So yeah. uh, I want to give a special shout-out to our, our, our mutual friend, Dino Klein. So he was the one that connected us and the power of a connection and the power of timing. I mean, I said at the very beginning of this, this particular break, if I hadn't uh, seen him the day before, I wouldn't have met you the day after, which was at lunch. So you want to give a, a who Dino is to you and and comment on that? Yeah, Dino's a dear friend, and my daughter lovingly refers to him as Uncle Dino. And yeah, I really appreciate him. We've met and masterminded, you know, on different projects, and he's become kind of like a part of my family. So shout out to Dino. Thank you for um, connecting us. <laughs> and I wanted to ask about events and books and all the other things that you believe in that make a difference so people can follow you and, and hear what you believe in. So what are some of the books that you read that make a difference? I would say The Alchemist was a phenomenal book and life-changing for me. So Why was that? about really following your dreams, overcoming your fears, and um, evolving into a higher version of yourself by doing that. Um, another one, let's see, Eat, Pray, Love was amazing because it came out right when I started my travels. I was going to ask that. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like Yeah, that was... which was cool. I was like, wow, it's like my own Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> yes, Eat, Pray, Love, Volume 2. You should call Julia and tell her that uh, let's make the, the second, the sequel to it. Oh, she has a sequel. Does she? <laughs> I can't what remember is what it? it's called. Yeah, she has a, a couple different books that came out after that. Okay. So Elizabeth Gilbert, right? Are you talking about Julia Roberts? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean this is yeah, another movie. Another movie. Mm-hmm. I would love to connect with Julia. She's an amazing human being. So 
those books for sure. Um, I can think of a couple others, like A, a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Awesome. Well, that's another great one. Yeah. Okay, so to, so to give a little tease of what you're actually putting in your book so people yearn to get that book when it comes out, talk about some of the, the nuggets you're going to be embarking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be talking about why people get stuck, um, why they struggle, how to let go of those self-limiting beliefs, how to find your superpower, what your genius is, how to find your why and, and put together your program so that you can monetize it, so that you can create that super abundance in your life. And all those things have to do with being clear and being confident and articulating it powerfully. Absolutely. So how do people get stuck? Just give, like, give something in the book away so that people see that value right out of the gate. I would say they get stuck around the limiting belief that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy and I don't know enough. Kind of all of those inter, you know, interweave into one big disbelief in themselves. And so um, understanding how to go deeper and recognize that those limiting beliefs are from childhood and, and ways that you can reframe them into positive affirming beliefs. I teach that, but let me tell you a secret, Ken. <laughs> I want to hear. The secret to overcoming a lot of the limiting beliefs are just to take action. Because if you don't believe that you're worthy and you take action and you close a $5,000 sale, your self-worth skyrockets. Suddenly, you've done it. It doesn't seem like I'm not worthy anymore. Now, it doesn't mean it's gone away forever. As you play bigger, it's going to continue to rise up. I do teach frameworks for overcoming limiting beliefs, and there's journal prompts and daily affirmations and all these things that you can do, but actually taking action and and doing the work is what is going to transform that limiting belief the most. Awesome. And I just recently photographed you with a 1% card and a keep smiling card, and the 1% card is because I think you really are playing at the top 1%, really from a standpoint that now that I've learned in the show that you actually had zero money and you created all that you're creating right now, that is definitely a 1% play. Talk about that mindset when you're actually feeling like you don't have any choices and you feel like things are crumbling, what, what you do. I know it's action, but talk more specifically about that mindset shift. Oh, the mindset shift is sometimes I feel like you have to hit rock bottom, you know, to to be in such discomfort that there is no choice but to take action. I feel like so many people are playing in that familiar zone. You're like, yeah, I'm broke, but I have enough to survive on. And so here's the thing. If you can stay stuck in that place for a long time, but at some point the universe is going to make you have that shift. And whatever that may be, losing a job, losing a loved one, getting in an accident, like something to push you to that next level. Now, you can wait till that happens, or you can take action now and create the life of your dream. So, again, it all centers back around action. I also think it's really powerful if you can work with someone who can hold you accountable. I remember before I raised my prices, literally crying on the phone with my mentor at the time, just like sobbing, like, I can't do this. What if they reject me? Like, all of every single thing that came up 
that I've seen come up in all of my clients. And they're literally just, it's like you're playing a tape recorder (laughs) of limiting beliefs that are just playing in your head. And as you say them, you know that it's not true, but they're just coming out like a broken record. And so, again, having someone say, no, you're going to do it, put yourself out there, do these things, take action, and you'll see the results is really powerful. It's hard to do it on your own. It's hard not to have someone in your corner. You know, I've, I've heard with all my episodes I've, I've interviewed that a commonality is that people are playing at the biggest game. They have a mentor still. No matter how big they are, they're playing, and they're paying, like, really high-commitment money to actually play at the next level. And talk about when you don't have a mentor how that actually causes a completely different game plan. Yeah, I think that I hear people say, well, I don't have the money, or when I make a certain amount of money, then I'll hire the coach or consultant. But it goes back to if what you've been doing isn't working, doing more of that same thing is never going to get you the money to hire a coach or consultant. And absolutely everyone needs to continue to invest in themselves and and up-level you said it earlier, one piece of advice a consultant or a mentor can give you can double, triple, quadruple. It can turn the faucet on in your business. And so having that person that is outside of your situation to look in and say, no, you need to do this, it's priceless. So Totally. I'm so glad you, t- you said that because that is exactly the culminating a question that people are dealing with when they're saying, I'm in scarcity, I want to break out of scarcity, yeah. but I'm going to play the scarcity question of how can I afford this? Well, it is how can you not afford it if someone's going to actually break free your power so you can actually be everything you want to be? Absolutely. And hiring a mentor was what helped me shift after I had that aha, aha moment. You know, and I paid him five grand. I didn't have five grand. I put it on a card and I was like, I'm going to make this money back. And I did. That's and, cool, and I knew it? it. I believed in myself that I said, I'm just going to, you know what? It's a lot of money. I, I'm not going to just sit there and not take action. I'm going to take action on every single thing he tells me. And I did, and I made the return, and I doubled it, and then I tripled it. So That's the perfect example. So tell, tell the audience a quote you live by. Um, I'm really a big fan of Oprah, and I love the quote that she says, create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe. And how can people follow you again? Check me out at ceobabe.com or join me at CEO Babe Facebook group. Well, I am so excited that you were able to be on the show, and I look forward to actually helping you with your book and re-entering yeah. you into the show so we can talk about how the book makes that kind of impact in the world that you wish. And I'm very thankful to Dino Klein because that lovely little buffet we had <laughs> is, is going to bring back smiles for a long time. So you're going to be in the next Keep Smiling book, and it's a Keep Smiling book. And I want to do a Keep Smiling with, book with you about uh, women influencers specifically because I think you're not only oh, closeted, but you are totally a women influencer. You're dedicated to people that are um, in the mom game that can actually be in the leadership mom game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Jessica. Well, let's do some phone tag later this week and figure out when we're going to get you on the show again and also get this book out, all right? Awesome. Thanks so much, Ted. You're welcome. You've been amplified. I will see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.